Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. Hello everybody, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the double bicep there, and we're getting one from our special guest today and the Daily Combat Podcast. Uh, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly. You are watching the Daily Combat Podcast. We are talking about all things combat sports related and the daily combat of every single day everybody faces challenges first one usually being uh, getting out of bed in the morning uh, my special guest today is my personal favorite arm wrestler in the world the man who taught me everything i know about arm wrestling the original starter of the arm wrestling club in south australia one of the most experienced uh, pullers in the state who is looking to continue his uh, dominant form into this Saturday's Apex Sports Festival, the Real Cup, March the 12th. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The real. So uh, it is actually Tim Graham, Tim the Viking Graham. Correct. So welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you very much, sir. Thank ah, you. That's it. It's so a good intro. It is. Yeah, I, I worked very hard on it. No, I didn't really. <laughs> yeah. I just made it up then. But hey, if it works, we'll go with it. <laughs> as long as we get the double biceps in, that's all that matters. So, you know, not, not that I... <laughs> it's definitely not something that I just made up and um, that I just, you know, came up with to show off my biceps or anything like that. It didn't seem like it. No, it it's, it's, like it's, it. it's legally obligated. It's in the contract. Uh, it's in the fine prints. Very small, though. It's like... Uh, Your biceps or...? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's great. Uh, yeah, so this Saturday we have big arm wrestling tournament. Mm. Last year it went off really well. Uh, yep. So you have been training, you've been peaking, you've been bicycle peaking for yes. this Saturday. How are you feeling Both going peaks. into the event? Both peaks, <laughs> twin peaks. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm feeling healthy, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. Um, probably the last four to five months I've been training fairly consistently. Yep. Um, not a perfect peak um, for the event, but I'm mostly just focusing on feeling healthy, feeling good. Yeah, coming in. Yeah, feeling like, good, and that's a big part of it. Absolutely. I mean, the difference that you've made in the last six months. I don't know if, you, mm. uh, if you're just sort of sporadically training before that, just here and there. But yeah. that strength in your wrist has come like five times stronger. Yeah. In this last six yeah. months, it's crazy. It definitely feels stronger. Um, prior to probably six months ago, I didn't train much at all for about eight months. Right. Um, working full time and I was studying full time at the same time. Yeah. Um, so that kind of meant arm wrestling had to take a back seat, but um, I sort of set my sights on having a match with Lasney. Oh yeah. And uh, for that, I was like, well, I'm going to have to train solid you know train hard to to match him yeah. so yeah started training my hand and wrist pretty much every day mm. um five to six days a week wow and um yeah that's probably where that solidness has come from so yeah it's feeling good oh feeling absolutely good. What, what sort of exercises are you doing for your, for your wrist um basically just wrist curls like wrist flexion so i do one that has all of the pressure when my wrist is fully flexed mm-hmm. um so like just standing lifting a rolling handle mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I do one like sitting down on my knee and that strengthens my wrist at a, like a, when my wrist is flat. So for a start of a match as well yeah. so is this um sort of higher rep stuff or are you doing like low uh it's mostly volume yep um so i do what have i got about 12 13 kilos something like that um and i do five sets 10 reps mm-hmm. um of both exercises um and then twice a week i do heavy stuff which mm-hmm. is lower reps focusing on more maximal effort yeah say 70 to 90 percent of one rep max that kind of Mm. kind of so, uh, sort of thing did you say you're doing this at work in your lunch break or something yeah all the volume work yeah nice yep so basically my lunch break I, I eat my lunch and then I go out in my car where I've got some weights in it and just just start working out <laughs> ah, does anyone go what are you actually doing there yeah a few people were like they because I'm fairly new there at the company and a few people had seen me <laughs> they hadn't talked to me about it until they found out at the Christmas party that I was an arm wrestler ah was that when you beat everybody <laughs> yes, I went undefeated that yeah. night. <laughs> I wrestled most people more than once. And yeah, went undefeated. So. Yeah, did was there a guy who got close, or he was getting frustrated yeah. that he couldn't beat you? No, there was one guy that got close. He's actually previously an arm wrestler. Ah, so he was in the club uh, shortly after I started. He's a good mate of mine. Um, works at the same company, and he he trained for probably about a year, um, but then just gave it up because he was a carpenter and he just couldn't handle the pain and working as a carpenter oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he's really strong though. He's about 120 kilos. Jeez. Who who was who is Jimmy Jimmy Packer? Okay, I haven't met him. Yeah, yet. I don't I don't think you would have met him. He he hasn't been around the club much. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was really strong. But I didn't muck around with him. Everyone else I just <laughs> mucked around with and sort of held for ages until they got tired and quit. Yeah. Um, but with him, and we were just arm wrestling on a table at a restaurant. Right. So I just I just sent it. I wasn't I wasn't hanging <laughs> about because he's he's pinned me. If I give him too much, he'll pin me. For oh sure. wow! Yeah, is that he's still at this point even without training? Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. No, he's a strong dude. So. Okay. Did he ever compete in the states or anything? Nah, he's not much of a competitive guy like that. Like he loves competing just between mates and stuff. But I, I don't think he's into the the um, nervousness and excitement that you get from. Uh, competing in front of people, yeah, it's not, not his thing. He's never been interested in it in any in any sport or anything. Okay. So not your yeah. thing either. No, you, no, 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 I, definitely not. I hate the spotlight. You will never see this man <laughs> firing up in front of a crowd of thousands of people. Uh, one of obviously we're joking here, but we had um, at the the Diamondback Fighting Championship number twelve. We were lucky enough to be involved with that. We managed that to put an on awesome event. Yeah, two super matches, uh, and this man here was involved in one of them against uh, Leon Leroy. Babs yes. uh, and the match couldn't have gone any better in terms of uh, the spectacle mm. you know the the uh, the drama the, the fact that you were jumping around screaming getting in the camera's face and yep. uh, waving to the crowd <laughs> <laughs> talking to the uh, the commentators and oh it was fantastic yep. yeah it was uh, did you feel at that event like do you feel nervous like getting in there no I kind of feel nervous before um, I guess I probably didn't feel as nervous as Leon because I was confident that I could pull off a win. Yeah, um, I've arm wrestled Leon quite a lot, so I know where he's at. He's he's very strong, but I knew just like my experience, I'd be able to win the setups and things. Yeah, um, I the first one I top rolled just to be safe, you know, get the get the early win and confidence, mm-hmm. um, and then I think I think I hooked the next one. Yeah, well, actually, I, I tried to top roll, but I didn't do a very very good job of it mm-hmm. and he hooked me and then i was in a crap position and he ended up pinning me yep um <laughs> which is good because that gave him a bit of confidence i yeah. saw him fire up he and did. yell back yeah. at me and, and that was good because i don't often see him like that yeah 
And then the next one, I um, I think I top rolled him again and just bled him. Yep. Um, just got in a great position. Gave him just enough so he felt like he could stay in it. Yep. Um, and then, then pinned him. And then the last one actually went for a hook. Because... I don't know, like real arm wrestling to me is is hooking. It's ah. like it's going where where power is, you know. Yeah. Where someone feels strong and then just testing yourself and seeing if you can if you've got what it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of running away. So Yeah. And for those that um are maybe listening for for the first time or they're not mm. sure what you mean by the terms with, with top roll and hook. Um yep. so if, if you were explaining the top roll to somebody just auditorially. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So top roll is like with your hand set up in the center of the table, you're basically pulling your hand up and back. So it's kind of like a hammer curl up towards your face. Yep. Um, and basically, if your opponent wasn't there, you'd basically hit yourself in the face. It's that kind of direction. Mm-hmm. You're pulling back, um, trying to bring their hand and arm to your side of the table, and then you're keeping that really tight and then leaning to to the left if it's right arm arm wrestling, mm-hmm. um, leaning your body and taking it all in one smooth motion. Mm-hmm. Um, a hook you have similar pressure where you're pulling back, but you bend your wrist very hard mm-hmm. um, uh, in flexion. So you're basically cupping your wrist forward um, and then dragging that back as well. Um, so similar move, but they attack different pressures and depending yeah. on your opponent and where they're strong, mm. you'll use one or the other yeah. generally. You find that um, most of the time, or it seems to be a, a bit of a, uh, no rule, but you, you find that people that are taller or have longer forearms, um, they tend to be better at top rolling, whereas people who have a shorter shorter forearm, they sort of favour more in the hook position. Yeah, correct. Generally, that is the case. I think it's just taller guys feel more comfortable trying to top roll. Um, they don't have the arm power generally. Um, say if you've got someone of a similar skill level and strength, Someone with a longer arm won't feel as strong in a hook because mm-hmm. um, it brings the arm um, lever down. Mm-hmm. So when, you, when you've got a longer lever but it's lower, it's harder to apply force to it. And you can feel straight away when you've got arm wrestling someone shorter than you that they are better there. Like yeah. You can just feel that they're stronger. So generally you'll try and use a top roll, drag back and put pressure into their hand and that way you can target their arm in a position that suits you better. Mm, Absolutely. It's always fun for me to see people who are new to the club and they come along for the first few times Mm. and they sort of get in their feet with the you know, the foundation movements and, you know, the top roll, the hook, the press, um, and sort of explaining this is how everything works. And uh, the the fun thing for me is seeing what move they'll start gravitating towards. Mm. And it's like, you know, you might pick this guy and go, he would be definitely a top roller mm. and it's like he just can't sort of get the grasp of it mm-hmm. but he always feels like strong going in the press position it's like well if yeah. you feel strong like that then start start doing it start getting better at it yeah um but it's just sort of that connection that people have mm. which is you never know what somebody's going to be good at or yeah. what they're going to favor until they sort of start developing a game yeah which is always interesting because you think oh this guy would be yeah definitely hook and it's like he's really good in the top roll and terrible yeah. at the hook <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, both moves are really, really technical. The one thing most people generally go for is sort of like just that side pressure, sort of leaning into a press yep. um, because I think that's just what people have done with their mates and in the pubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you can kind of tell like generally guys with bigger triceps will go inside because they, if they've done a lot of bench or dips and things, they they know where they're going to feel strong. You, I think you instinctively know kind of where you whether you can just feel the security in your joints and things like that. I don't know what it is, but yeah. so guys that tend to 
come in big chest and triceps, you, they generally will kind of go inside. Mm. And they've normally got enough bicep power to match that as well. Mm. Generally tall, skinny guys, they – I think when you're tall and skinny, you tend to be weaker um, in a – what's the word? Leverage Com- position? Yeah, yeah, leverage um, sort of comparison. Um, so they tend to listen a bit more. I find like skinnier, weaker people tend to listen. Well, like, how you're like calling them skinny, weak people. Yeah. Well, hey, I was there. I was there. My whole my whole life until I was 19, I was like 80 kilos. Yeah. You know, and I'm six two. So right. It's um 186 for metric there. Um, well, and a half. Well, <laughs> Ryan yeah. Bowen. Yeah, that's it. And a half, and a couple of extra. And middle. a vector. Yeah, and a vector. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so you find that skinny people tend to and weaker people tend to listen more <laughs> because it just it, they don't have the tools to work with right. in terms of the strength. Yeah. Whereas stronger guys are actually harder to teach because mm. they're like, I know I'm strong here, so I'll just go there. And they don't like feeling weak. Yeah. And often when you start arm wrestling, when you learn how to properly arm wrestle, you feel weak Yeah. It, because you're not trying to win at training, you're trying to learn. Aren't you? Yeah, I was trying yeah. to win that training trophy every every week. It's fine, you can't have it. <laughs> I think Leon is the king of the training trophy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leon or Taron. Taron takes winning yes. a training trophy. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good point. He actually. does not like losing. <laughs> no, for sure. If he did, he trained seven days in a row without <laughs> eating or sleeping, and you know, Absolutely. cat died or something. Puppy <laughs> <Love> Taron. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, when somebody is gravitating towards those positions. I find, have you had this as well when you're teaching people and it seems to be that they're they're non-dominant hand, so like if they're Mm right-handed, that their left hand usually quite uh, develops a lot faster Mm. and I always sort of attribute it to the fact that they can't rely on strength. So maybe with their dominant hand, they can get positions that they can't get with their left hand, uh, sorry, their their weaker hand. Um, so if they're, if they're using the dominant hand, they can get a really strong position every time over certain opponents. Yep. But on the left hand, it's like, well, you can't do that because you're just not strong enough to get that. Yeah. So you have to rely on technique, which usually makes them improve a lot faster. Yeah, correct. I, I have found that probably, I'd say in about 80% of arm wrestlers I've met or newer people that have come to arm wrestling, um, absolutely. Their, their strong hand is actually not the one that picks up arm wrestling very quickly. Mm. Um, it's almost like they have to unlearn like what they're doing that feels strong mm. um, to learn how to arm wrestle in a better way, whereas their, their non-dominant hand hasn't learned anything. Right. So it kind of just learns right from the word go. Um, and, yeah, usually within like two or three weeks, their non-dominant hand will be significantly better technically, mm. maybe still not quite as strong. But yeah. um, it develops much faster. In six months, it's normally ahead of their dominant hand until mm. they start to learn with the dominant hand. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's always fun when um, I sort of talk to arm wrestling about. Oh, sorry, I talk to people about arm wrestling for the first time, mm. and they'll say, "Oh, you know, oh, you do this training thing." And it's like, "Yeah, we well, you know we train every week, and you know, it's usually it's supposed to be two hours. I think it always goes three and sometimes four hours because yeah. everyone doesn't want to leave. He's having fun." Um, <laughs> but they go, "Oh, do you do both arms?" It's like, "Yeah, of course we do." Like, yeah, you know, if your right arms is is trash, you're going to use your left. I, th- like- I think that question comes from like. People think that arm wrestling both arms happens at the same time. Oh. And I think that's where the confusion goes. Because I've had so many people go, well, how do you arm wrestle left-handed? <laughs> like thinking that the other guy's arm wrestling right-handed. 
And you're like, no, they're two separate tournaments. Yeah. Like, they're two separate matches. Like, we both arm wrestle right-handed and then okay. we both arm wrestle left-handed. But I think people are kind of initially confused going, like, everyone arm wrestles right-handed. How do you arm wrestle left-handed? Oh, like, I see. You know, like, and that would be weird, trying to arm wrestle left and right-handed. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that I can't even picture that. I think that <laughs> I think that's the initial confusion because people just can't fathom that you can put your other hand on the table. And, like, if you think, if I'm arm wrestling right-hand, you use oh, your yeah. left. You can't. Oh yeah, like but people are like, how does that work? No, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I think it's just the fact that so many people have never arm wrestled left handed. Right. Yeah, and if they do, it's always there's always that one kid in a group that's strong left handed, mm. and like every every kind of group of friends I've ever had, there's always like the right handed dude, and everyone else is below him, and they're all strong, but there's one left handed dude that's just like. I can beat everyone left-handed. Yeah. Like you guys have got nothing on. <laughs> it's it's so funny how that always happens. Yeah, but yeah, it's not very common left-handed arm wrestling in in outside of proper arm wrestling. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Like sort of explaining it to people for the first time, and most of the time, the reaction that you get is, "Oh, is it a real thing? Like, yep. is it there?" And it's like, "Yes." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not made. Look up. at my <laughs> Facebook page with all the videos. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not made up. Yeah. But I think people just, it is sort of in the underground realm still. Um, and hopefully, you know, through what we've been doing with the club and with the podcasting and putting, you know, the tournaments on and yeah. like with the MMA fights and yeah, getting it in yeah. front of people uh, and exposing it as much as we can, mm-hmm. uh, people sort of go, oh, that is a real thing. Or I, saw, you know, and then you hear from other people, oh, I saw the arm wrestling at the. Th- at the MMA cage or at mm-hmm. the at the show or at the yep. wherever else we've been at the you know, the expos or uh, at the beach even, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was funny to me. Yeah. I had no idea. We went we went to Gornelg Beach um, as just friends, like mm. as the club. Um, hey, would you go to the beach? And yep. then I thought oh, I'll just bring a table or you know just whatever. And uh, I brought the arm wrestling table, put it on the sand, and we had. More people come up and try arm wrestling than I've ever had at any other thing we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was really good. It was really good. I think it's just, it's quite casual. Mm. There was not a lot of expectation. I think people are already out and about and active and, you know, playing cricket down the beach, kicking the footy and all that sort of stuff. And, mm. yeah, lots of lots of young guys. Particularly, there was, like, what, a couple of, like, a bunch of 15-year-olds or whatever yeah. that were like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go. You yeah. go because you're the strong one. You know, like, and then they all had a go and... Yeah, that was good. It is growing though. Like, I um, I got this cool story. With Let's arm not wrestling. hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. With arm wrestling, it's it's definitely growing. Like when I started arm wrestling eight years ago, for the first five years, maybe four years, like I got that all the time. You'd people like, oh, what do you do for a hobby outside of work or whatever? And I'm like, I arm wrestle. Mm. And I almost got embarrassed, like, <laughs> after four years of saying because people, like, the answer was always, like, really? What? Like, yeah. is that a thing? You'd almost occasionally get somebody like, oh, like, that's unique. That's cool. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is like, oh, really? Yeah, like, like, that's a thing. Know. What? Um, and then they'd, you'd show them how, and they'd be like, that's cheating. You know, oh, like, you're yeah. leaning, you're bending your wrist, you're using your body, <sighs> moving your elbow, like, all this. But anyway, where I was going with it is the last four to five years with social media – it has really grown, like particularly YouTube, like mm. things like WAL and stuff, bring it more to the masses in a palatable format, um, has been really good, like to the point where, like I was playing an online game the other night just with random random people. I jump in and my, my gamer name is Arm of War. Okay. And I picked that 
and I've had it for years because of arm wrestling. And war. You love war, is it? Well, <laughs> maybe it's sore topic right now. Um, no, <laughs> but like I consider arm wrestling like it's like a it's like a fight, you know. Yeah. It's very much like one on one, you're really testing yourself. There's the possibility of injury or absolutely getting belted, yeah. you know, just embarrassment if you will. Um and all that. So like arm of war was just like it's just my gamer tag, right? Mm. And so I'm on there and this guy goes, Oh, arm of war, that's a cool nickname, like gamer tag, like Where's that come from? And I was like, oh, it's actually because I'm an arm wrestler. And he goes, no way. He goes, I was watching arm wrestling videos like two days ago. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. He goes, yeah, yeah, you've got to look this dude up. He's on TikTok. And I was like, oh, I don't have TikTok. He's like, oh, I'll send you the link and everything. So he like asked if he could have me on Facebook so he could send me the links and stuff. And I was like, yeah, no worries. It might be dodgy. Don't do that with everyone. But <laughs> he seemed nice enough. And and um, so he sends me this link. I hadn't seen this arm wrestler, which is unusual because I know pretty much every arm wrestler right. in the world. <laughs> wasn't me, was it? <laughs> no, no. No, but like this guy, and this guy wasn't even that good an arm wrestler, um, but he clearly knew something. Right. And he was beating all these like Marines and stuff, and they were small Marines, but mm-hmm. still beating them nonetheless. Anyway, so yeah, he, we talked like literally for the next, we played games like for four hours that wow. night, and we talked arm wrestling most of them. And wow. then he was like, oh man, I'm in Victoria. Like I'd love to, I'd love to like, try it sometime and yeah. I was like mate like there's a club in Victoria yeah. like they're here I'll put you in touch with them so I tagged him on the page and everything and he got in touch with them and oh, cool. he's like oh I have to try it out you know give it a shot and I was just saying hey like you know the sport's amazing like as far as the people in it and um yeah but it's so cool like just playing a game completely unrelated to anything physical mm. and just from a name on a game, yeah. he was like, we got talking about arm wrestling and he thought it was the coolest thing. Like oh, he couldn't great. believe he'd finally been an arm wrestler, yeah. you know, playing a game, you know, he was like, this is wild. And then that turned out to be Andy Bobskowski. <laughs> Bobskowski. <laughs> he butchers that. I am, that's a, let me try again. Bobkowski? No. Boskowski. Boskowski. And, and that turned out to be Andy Bobskowski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Andy Lee. No, Change it back to Andy Lee. It's yeah. easy to say. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't Andy. It wasn't Andy. Andy's strong. He's yes. Strong, absolutely. I saw him doing 45 kilo uh, dumbbell preacher curls Is that all? the other day. Like, it was nothing. 45 pound? Yeah, no. Nah, it was not even a change of expression slightly. Mm-hmm. Could have been asleep on his face. I'm like, that is crazy. <laughs> he's hefty now. He's he's a big boy now. Absolutely. He, when when we started arm wrestling, he was under 80. <laughs> I forgot um, that you were in that group chat about that name. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was under 80 when we started. Wow. Um, like, he, he would have been like 81, 82. He used to cut down to 80. And then, um, yeah, started... Getting a bit bigger. He was in under ninety for most of most of the time we were arm wrestling. We mm. we started a very similar time. Like oh, he okay. might have been like like six months after me. So. Okay, yeah. But in the last two years, he's really made an effort to put on weight. Like he's what is he one hundred and ten wow. something at the moment? Like yeah, pretty, yeah, he's pretty sturdy. Big. Yeah. Um, where would you sort of place him? Oh, if we maybe you do like a top ten, maybe of Australian arm wrestlers top in your 10. the Vikings top ten. Okay, okay, yeah. In, in your opinion, your humble opinion. Mm. <laughs> uh, number one, oh, I think it's got to be Lachlan based yeah. off recent, like we've had the most recent data on him. Mm-hmm. 187 kilos, I think Lachlan's weighing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Eight percent. I only say that because I I got it wrong once. Eight percent body fat. Eight percent. Nah, it's got to be Lachlan, um, right arm especially, left arm probably as well. Like I know he doesn't really train his left arm anywhere near like he does his right because mm. arm wrestling, like for money and worldwide prestige, is mostly a right arm game still. Yeah. Um. So. That's the one, like Toddzilla says, left arm's just for opening doors. Um, <laughs> or party cool. arm, as Devin says. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, Lachlan would be... Um, we'll, we'll do right arm, right? So yeah, let's It'd just, be yeah. Lachlan. Second, I'd probably say Ben Carroll. Wow, you've um, skipped the uh, blue there. Uh, yeah, I, I think... I still think Ben Carroll's... Got it. Like he's he's heavy. He's like big. He's I think he's 120, 125. Um, well, last I knew, um, you know, when he went to Slotty, he did really well. Yeah. Even though he had like an injury or something, lost his wrist pretty much every match, and he still was able to hang with some of like the best guys in the mm. world that were available at that time. Is he press a presser or no? No, he's generally like I would consider him like a top roll, almost high hook. Okay, um, he can go in a hook. Like his arm is super strong, but his hand. If you've ever shook hands with that dude, like he's one of those guys that goes straight in on a handshake and oh. crushes your hand yeah. immediately. Great. <laughs> it sucks because he doesn't give you time to grab it. So he just turns your hand to dust. Oh, um, look out for that. Actually, one of the most amazing things about Ben Carroll is his legs. Oh. You have, his legs are massive. Okay. He normally wears like sports shorts, almost like footy shorts, rugby shorts, whatever. Yeah. You can't not look at them. Oh, <laughs> they are huge. I kid you not. Like, his legs would be the waist. Like, I kid you not, almost your waist. Like, your circumference in I was waist. I saying, almost as big as my arms. No, no, no <laughs> not, not nearly that big. <laughs> no, his, his legs are, like, wild. I kid you oh, not. Right. Like, literally. Like, the first... The, he, we had bodybuilders coming up with the Arnold Classic going, holy crap, your legs are massive. All oh, right. Like and these, this is like at Arnold Classic with pro bodybuilders and stuff walking around. They're like, bro, yeah, yeah. But he's a massive dude anyway. He'd be six five, something like that. Right, um, big boy, strong. I think he's still ahead of Blue. Okay. Um, if you did a six round super match, could Blue bleed him? Work something out? Maybe if you did a best of three or four or something, even a best of five, I think Ben'd still have it. Okay. Um, probably Blue, um, third. Um, so Ryan Bowen for yeah Ryan Bowen sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, has has been a guest on the on the podcast I think it was episode six was that in person or no he did because uh, he's like a live obviously cross. lives in Queensland yeah, yeah we we uh, we put his face on the screen and he yep. he talked <laughs> we talked back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Nice>. <laughs> incredible <laughs> it was weird <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so blues blues probably third um, I'd say Ryan Scott. Yep. Um, Blue has beat Ryan Scott. Ryan Scott has beat Blue a lot, but I think Ryan's finally caught him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan's finally caught Ryan. Yeah. Winner is Ryan. Yeah. Um, The loser is also Ryan. Ryan Scott is like lightning fast off Mm. the start. And he seems... I looked up some um, of his matches to put together a bit of a a highlight compilation to sort of hype the match that he was going to have with Lachlan, which ended up falling apart. But... Every match, it was like ready go bang. He just pinned yeah. somebody. Like just he's he's so quick. Ryan doesn't let people slip. Ryan Ryan's hand. Ryan Scott. This is Ryan's hand is very very strong. So he used to work on a farm and he used to basically like 
part of that is he's making fences and you know like the old wire twists oh, like yeah. using like pliers and stuff and he's doing stuff like that i believe that's how a lot of his strength came just from years of doing stuff like that mm. um but yeah he's just a really strong dude right-handed his hand is just insane right I don't think his arm is anywhere near the level of his hand, mm-hmm. but his hand just protects him from so much. And it feels so strong, you don't want to hang on to it because you don't feel like you can access anything. Right. And he he can feel that and he just hangs on and just crushes you. And yeah. he's fast for a, for a heavyweight. Um, so when you say that somebody has a strong hand, mm-hmm. um, what specifically in an arm wrestling, when you're trying to pin somebody, what is it about their hand that makes such a difference? Uh, generally, it's wrist flexion. Okay. Like your ability to bend your wrist towards your elbow. Um, that's probably not the right way to... To bend your wrist inside your body, like right. towards your body. Yeah. Um, that would be number one. Because um, if you've got that secure, even if your hands are weak comparatively, if you, if you get to a strap, um, which any decent arm wrestler can um, in most cases, except... Someone like Ryan Scott trying to stop you purposely. Nah, um, he just grips you. So yeah, hard. he just holds it so hard that um, if you try to slip and you don't get it, it's a very easy win, and right. that's often what happens. Ah. Um, so, but yeah, probably fingers next. So wrist and fingers would be like one, two, mm. um, and then your ability to rise your knuckles up, mm-hmm. which is called um, radial deviation, where you basically like. Um, lift your wrist up yep. and then um, ulnar deviation is the other one which is you put your wrist down right? and so basically it's all components of your wrist being strong mm. um, and they're the main things so if yep. you're gripping up with him on the table you instantly feel when you take hold of his hand it's like oh no yeah <laughs> you just feel like no matter how strong your arm is you can't do anything with it right yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very uh, debilitating feeling when you get someone like that. If you're not close in hand strength, you feel like you've got nothing. Mm. Even guys with really strong arms, they just their power seems to drop like fifty, sixty percent, um, and they're much more manageable. What what can you do if you're facing somebody like that? Get stronger. <laughs> in the in Lose. the in the seconds that you got when you grip up with somebody and you know um, their hand is stronger than yours. If if you know that their arm will be weaker than yours, uh-huh. slip as hard as you can. Okay. Like even if you know, especially depending on the rule set, if you can get an elbow foul, like if you can take an elbow foul but get the slip mm-hmm. and that's allowed, then do that. <laughs> you know, even like if there, there's a very famous one where um, Lachlan got a slip against Ryan Scott at WAL 2015 Arnold Classic. It was basically all slips go to strap, right. whether it was a foul or anything. Oh, and okay. <laughs> Lachlan literally, and this is when Ryan Scott used to kick Lachlan's ass still, um, he literally tried to slip, Ryan held on, and Lachlan's just lifted his whole arm up <laughs> and back, like over his head. Like it was just like like this. There was literally no attempt to wow. even be like, anywhere near the table. That's hilarious. And he just like ripped his hand away. <laughs> and he got, that was the rule set that they were going by, you know, like yeah. everyone was like, this is ridiculous, <laughs> but he could do it. So. Strap him up. <laughs> yeah, so strapped him up and then Ryan Scott belted him. Oh, um, <laughs> so it was worth it then. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really cool. Oh, like that match, I wish I'd gotten a photo. I was f- photographing on the day and having a few issues as a camera, but Ryan Scott was so fired up. And that, that day was intense like atmosphere wise we had this booth 
it was floor level um, at the Arnold Classic. There was no race platforms or nothing. And in this booth, we had every arm wrestler. Like, and there was guys from overseas and everything crammed in this booth. And then we had probably about 200 crowd oh. standing around. So there would have been like nearly 300 people crammed like shoulder to shoulder around the arm wrestling table. There was like the ref, the two pullers, the other ref, and then just people. Awesome. Like there was, it was like intense. Yeah. Like, and Ryan Scott, he was, I think he was really amped up, nervous energy about facing Lachlan because Lachlan's a strong dude. He'd mm. been training hard. And um, Ryan Scott beat him. And you've seen me like launch across the table when I'm fired up and yell. Yeah. Like this is Ryan Scott. And Ryan Scott is a calm dude. Like right. he's never like screaming at people <laughs> and stuff. Every now and then he let out a, you know, yeah, when he wins or whatever. But this is just straight fire. Wow. Like his eyes were just like burning through Lachlan. Wow. Lachlan was good. He took it on the chin. He didn't get upset about it or anything. But everyone was just like, holy crap. Like yeah. lo- if, if looks could kill, <laughs> Lachlan would have been dead that day. Jeez. What, what event was it? Uh, 2015, um, WAL had announced that they were doing international competitions. Right. So there was an Oceania, Oceania um, tournament mm-hmm. to qualify. Mm-hmm. And basically you'd work your way through like Oceania, um, which they did like state a couple of state tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then that, if you place top two, you automatically qualified to go to Arnold Classic in Melbourne. Okay. And then if you won that, there was, inter- um, there was international guys that had qualified in their regions as well to mm-hmm. come to that. Mm-hmm. And then from there you would go to the finals. And that was the finals... Um, oh, actually, maybe it wasn't 2015, sorry. It might have been 2017. Sorry, I think it's 2017 because okay. it was the year that WAL shut down. Oh. Um, like out of nowhere, like literally days before the event, right? Uh. So it was a real big drama. Anyway, so the event itself in Australia was sick. Right. Like it was so good. One of the best atmospheres any of us have experienced. And was it Ryan Scott won, won that overall? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right arm. He did. Um, Blue actually got knocked out oh. by Jordan Davis. Wow. So Blue, it Blue had a terrible water cut right. um, in his class, Ryan Bowen, mm. and um, he still felt confident once he came in um, that he was going to walk through. And yeah, Jordan ended up knocking him out. Wow. Um, I can't remember who put Blue in the B side. But Jordan ended up going to the A side, I think, and Blue ended up getting knocked out. So that was um, that was a big upset because everyone thought Blue was going to get through and yeah. be a shoe in, but he still had to qualify properly like everyone else. Yeah, and um, and he didn't. Wow. Um, that was that was a big surprise. So that's uh, Jordan Davis, obviously. Yeah, Jordan Davis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jordan went to the states, got a couple of good wins, but basically, like after that qualifier, everyone was like, "Yep, we're going to WAL." It was going to be like. A massive tournament, mm. um, and then literally days before the event, they pulled the pin. <sighs> like I'm talking, like three days before the event, so flights were booked. People, some people were already in planes was flying this, there. Was this the one that was supposed to be in Vegas? Uh, I can't remember if it was in Vegas. And it was like it was like a huge prize pool, and they had a lot of internationals came along, and then yeah. like it cancelled, and then they ended up doing something. But yes, it was they like did. A local Correct. No, it wasn't club. quite local, so. Um, I think Leonard and Denise, um, who host a lot of events in America, and Leonard's been a like a WAF referee for many years and been in the sport for about 30, 40 years, they were like, oh, we'll pull something together. Because people were like, 
like absolutely devastated. You imagine oh, yeah. like you've you've spent all these like months training, you've paid for your flights. Like guys were coming from Europe, yeah. everything, Australia, going to the States to pull and this thing's been canned days out and people are like, what do I do? Like I've bought my flights, maybe I'll just have a holiday. And then yeah. that's how the WAL hammer, the legacy hammer that Devin Larratt has, mm. that's how that started. Oh. So Devin was like, hey, We've got to do something. Like we, we've got like the best armrests in the world. We can't yeah. just like be like, oh, we'll just go to a hotel and like sit by the pool. Yeah, you know, like we've got to, we've got to do something. So Dennis and um, Denise and uh, Leonard organised something quickly. There wasn't really much prize money or anything. They couldn't obviously work something out in a couple right. of days. Yeah, but they got something together, and it ended up being some of the like amazing armrests. Considering, mm. um, like Danny Tesh was there. All oh, right. Um, he actually had his matches probably put Australia on the map okay. as far as like arm wrestling. We hadn't really had a chance to show at that level. Um, he beat Frode Horgeland. Okay, yeah. Um, Frode Horgeland from Norway. That was a little iffy as far as when the pin finished, but Danny like and Frode is like just an awesome match. Like they're both guys that can grind forever. Yeah. Like they'll just never quit. Yeah. Um, so you'd probably end up like watching for 48 hours and then going to sleep and it'd still be, <laughs> still be on when you finish, uh, when you wake back up. But he, after that, he had a couple of other matches um, with some really good American guys and then he had one with Tony Katowski. Okay. Not sure if you know Tony. I've heard the name. So Tony is a WAL rostered athlete. Right. Um, and he has been bullying for a long time and Danny had a war with him, you know, like typical Danny stretched out yep. to the max – 100% defensive and Tony it was such a good match because it's so long and Tony's sitting there like yep I've got everything you know he's got Danny flat Danny's like wrist bent back I've got nothing except my elbow mm. and shoulder commitment and he's just hanging on hanging on and um, Craig Touye another big American arm wrestler in the 176 198 pound class he's sitting there like coaching tony and tony's like yeah don't worry i've got this like no worries like he'll bleed like because yeah. everyone does in that position like tony had everything yeah and rightly so he's just like he'll bleed and he didn't and then craig's like do this and tony's you can see him just that panic starting to set him where he's just not comfortable the nodding stops the oh, i might try move a bit like oh that bicep's getting tired you know like you just see him yeah. shifting around and <laughs> and then it danny like just starts driving without any hand or anything, just driving. And then it's like Tony stands up a bit and it just comes back. Then Danny gets a bit of wrist back and then Tony tries to come in for the press. Danny stops him pressing and it just goes back and forth and Danny ends up winning. Wow. And it is just like the whole place went nuts. Like the Aussies are just like screaming (laughs) absolutely like nuts. Oh, man. Um, I should bring that up on the screen. We can watch that. Yeah. uh, I just wanted to say who Danny Tesh actually is because, yeah, he's... he's According from, to Neil Pigger. Yeah. God. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a it, mythical creature, much like a unicorn, except stronger. <laughs> yeah. Has retired, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully, we'll, mm. we will see him back on the table one day. Um, I, mm. I don't know what his sort he's of status a, is at the moment. He's vegan now. Is he? Yeah, we don't want to see him back then. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't come back. Please eat meat again. We want to see the real Danny back. <laughs> is he from New South Wales, is, is he? Or? No, 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 Queensland. Oh, Queensland. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he also went over and competed in the WAL um, when Ryan yes, was on the same against, card. Yes, um, against... 
Quinlan Mendes. Right. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and won the match there as yes, well. Yes, he did. He's a very humble kind of guy. Um, yeah, he's he's very, seems like quite reserved. He's very and, quiet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing arm wrestler. Um, we'll finish your top ten before we go back to yeah. the Vegas story. So <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, got because there's more. <laughs> we've got Lockman in number one. Ben Ben Cowan number two. We've got Ryan Blue Bowen in number three. We've yep. got Ryan the Milkman Scott in number four. I would put Ryan and Mario, like. Four and five together. Okay. Like both of them. I'm not sure where. I feel like Mario has definitely been training more consistently Mm -hmm. and likely when they last pulled at Arnold's 2019, Mm -hmm. they were very close. Like um, Mario nearly beat Ryan. Um, Ryan ended up coming away with the win because of a mistake Mario made. But in the last two years. losing. Yeah, yeah, the mistake (laughs) was not winning. (laughs) Um, But Mario has been on an absolute like train yeah you know like he he is just powering through the last two years and i don't think ryan's anywhere near that level of commitment i don't think he ever has really Mm -hmm. um he's not a big like gym guy Mm -hmm. he's not interested in training that hard Mm -hmm. to mario is mario tabakas obviously who is from new south wales super mario mario and the most smiling person you'll ever meet (laughs) except when he's actually beating you on the table that's the only time you'll see a grimace (laughs) uh Wonderful guy. He is going to be here on Saturday for the yes. Apex Sports Festival. Yeah, he is uh, the man to beat. Yeah, he, he went over to the US, beat some big names over there. Yes. Who was uh, yep. was it? Cody, Cody, Cody Merritt. Yes, Cody Merritt. Yeah, he, he right arm, he belted Cody Merritt. I know Cody's left arm is world elite. Um, he has a world championship on his left arm. His right arm from most of the top level guys say that it's definitely not like that elite. Um, but it's still like anyone who's world elite on one arm is not a bum on the other, you right. know. Like, and and for Mario to get a win on someone like that is, um, you know, it's just awesome, mm. awesome. Yeah, and it, and it was in tor- tournament format as well. Yeah, so he, he, had- he pulled like four classes or something. <laughs> like, because in the states they have um, much smaller splits um, for yeah. the for the weights, and he almost didn't get off a table. Um, he would That's like pull one yeah. class and then he'd literally be getting called up for the next class. So he'd just walk to the next table. They ran uh, three three or four tables, I think. Yeah, he was basically like turning around and on yeah. the next table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd even hold up one of the tables so that he could finish his match on another table and go <laughs> straight onto the next table. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he did really well. He gave Jordan Seal a little bit of a match. He made a mistake in that match, um, I think, had he not made the match that mistake Jordan probably still would have won but it would have been really close and Jordan's Jordan's right under that elite level um, as well so do you think Mario has the goods to take it to the international level yeah yeah for sure yeah especially if he if he'd leaned down um, as well Um, at the moment he's um, like I think he's fairly fluffy because he's just trying to get as big and strong as possible Mm -hmm. as fast as possible Mm -hmm. um but if he was a lean version of himself now, I think yeah, he'd be he'd be right there. What's the what's the weight class that you think he would be? So is is like the European uh, classes different to what we have here? We, we, like in, in Australia, we, we've got the under eighties, under ninety fives, ninety fives and above. Basically, yeah. it's similar to our national classes. So national classes here are every ten. Right. So it's under 70, 80, 90, yep. under hundred, and then it's over at Welds. You've got a few lower than that, like under sixty. Yeah. Um, actually, at Welds, it goes five kilo classes up until 90. Right. Um, so it's like 55, 60, 65, um, 90, 100, 110, and then 110 plus. Right, yeah. So 
Mario. Where would you put him if you could? If you said Mario, this is your class. You yeah, need to be at hun- with under with water cut. Yeah, ninety. Not under nineties. Yeah, yeah. he's wow. he's much heavier than that now. But that would be a big water cut. <laughs> yeah, but have to trim the beard. I think I think at ninety kilos he would be right near that world level. Right. Um, but at a hundred kilo, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, like he's still got a ways to go. Like he'd he'd definitely get a lot of people, but if you're talking like the top, say yeah. ten, I yeah. don't think he'd be he'd be that close. Okay. Still in that level. The guy's like at a hundred kilo. There's just ten kilos between ninety and a hundred is a big difference. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. It's just you look at the guys and they look different. Mm. Um, whereas at ninety with a water cut, you know, if he walked around at a hundred, managed to cut. 10 kilo um, it is a big cut but it's certainly possible if you if you've got the desire to do it mm-hmm. um, yeah it would be an interesting thing still probably not top five but okay. he'd still be up there you yeah. know because guys like Prudnik and Sasha and all that were in under 90s ah. yeah, and he's not that level right but that's certainly no slight on him you know like he's yeah. only been in the sport I don't even know if he's been in five years ah. you know like the, and he's only 23 24. I don't know. Yeah, like he's 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 a baby. <laughs> right. He's a puppy. <coughs> yeah. Um. So that dude has like the sky's the limit for him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully, so. you know, he can he can really push it to the next level if that's what he wants to do. If that becomes his mm. desire. Uh. So we've got him and Ryan, the milkman Scott, sitting yeah, at even five. as four and five. Who, who's your number six? Six. Oh. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. Jordan actually, Davis. Jordan had. Four, five, and six will almost be the same. Jordan on oh. on any day, like he's beaten Mario. I don't think he's ever beaten Ryan Scott. Okay, um, but I definitely think he has the capability to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd put four, five, and six pretty similar. Jordan's yeah. right up there. If you had the three of them in a match off, mm-hmm. <laughs> who would your money be on? Uh, it's right arm. That is that is so hard. <laughs> yeah, left arm. Left arm would be Mario for okay. sure. Left yeah. arm Mario would take it. Um, that is so hard. <laughs> I think it's so hard. <laughs> like I can see it going literally any way. Yeah. Like you got five hundred bucks. You get, I know you're not a betting yeah, man. You've yeah. given it to me, yeah. and I've said, Tim, who am I putting this money on? Mario. Okay. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, a lot of confidence so, in that. It's so hard, right? Because if Ryan Scott is firing and he gets like catches Jordan trying to slip, because Jordan doesn't arm wrestle out of straps, right. almost never. Oh. Because um, he gets so much security and like leverage in the strap, mm. so he kind of doesn't bother arm wrestling out of it. Okay. Um, and his hand outside of straps, I would say, is much weaker than Ryan Scott's. Okay. So if Ryan can catch him slipping, Ryan Scott wins it. If Jordan gets to the straps, Jordan is a much better technician Mm -hmm. and he is really, really strong where he's strong. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's disproportionate to everything else. Um, I think Mario beats Ryan, but Jordan has beat Mario not that long ago. Uh, So so you've got a bit of a... Yeah, it's three kind of, way. Everyone beats everyone. Kind exactly, of thing. and that's where I just don't know. Like, I'd have to put them all at the same level, right? Because depending on the day, if some of them have a war, like if Jordan and Mario have a war, and then Ryan pulls them next, mm. 
Ryan could have an easy win right. because he's got a really strong hand and that's probably stayed fresh. Yep. You know? Um, so it's yeah. just, yeah. No, it's, that's fair it, enough. Yeah, yeah it's right. it's so hard. Like, yeah, I would not bet on that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is that that Jordan is doing that makes him one of the best in Australia? Uh He's, he's very technical. I think one of the best things about him is that he really understands both what he needs and what will what you want. Ah. And he's excellent at both getting what he needs while stopping you from getting what you want. Right. Um, and he will generally focus on stopping you getting what you want before he'll focus on what he needs. Ah. Um, because if you can stop the other guy getting what they want, then you're able to get what you want. Yeah. And that's part of what you want. Right. So he's very good at dismantling his opponent and in the setup. Um, he has a huge amount of pronation. He's a low hand top roller. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has a really good hook. It's a very technical hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses that very well considering like he doesn't have a lot of muscle mass on him. He's quite a lean um, guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he arm wrestles very technically. So his hook feels three times stronger than it looks, right. if you will. You know, you are, you look at him and you're like, he's probably not a good hooker, mm. but he he's excellent inside. Um, and then, yeah, he's got a huge amount of pronation, excellent cup. He focuses a lot on just cupping mm-hmm. um, and pronation. So, And when he combines that, his elbow's tucked in very tight. It's very hard to, to get through that. Yeah. Um, you need to have a really, really strong hand so that your hand isn't challenged and then you can drag and use more, like if you've got more chest and side and stuff like that. Where do you see him, say he committed 100% fully to rising in the arm wrestling world, do you yeah. see him being able to get up to the number one position at all? Yes. Okay. If, if all bets were off as far as like if he took... All of the things, <laughs> chicken, vitamin, vitamin S, chicken, chicken. beef, <laughs> rice, yes, roids, uh, all, of all of them. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, <laughs> all of the uh, um, vitamin S, right? Um, yes, he definitely could. Wow, um, natural. I don't think he would. Um, he's definitely got the frame size in terms of like just outright size. I think he's six six. Really? Um, yeah, Jesus. yeah. Okay. He's tall. He's a tall guy. He struggles to put on weight. Yeah, um, he'll put on weight for a while, but then he struggles to maintain it. Right. Um, but he, and I think with that weight, if he could keep it on, um, and with other assistance, he would be able to gain the things he's lacking, which is just sort of some raw horsepower in like the arm, mm-hmm. the chest, the shoulders, and stuff like that. Um. So that's just like from a pure standpoint. Like he's he would still smoke me. Like that's not saying like yeah, I can no, I'm fine. better than him in any particular area. I think that's what um, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, you heard it here, George. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> super match next week. Yeah, uh. yeah. Our left arms are, are closer. We have we're back and forth left arm. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's got wins. I've got wins. Oh. Right arm. Um. I just I can't hang with his hand right. to be honest. Well, I certainly haven't in the past. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, he he definitely has the capability. Um, again, he's got a young family, so like it's just a matter of like as a pro athlete, if you want to make it at the top, everything else comes second. Yeah. And he probably doesn't want to do that, and I don't blame him. I don't want to either. Right. Like I I want to be number one, but I don't want to sacrifice what yeah. it takes. And so I realize that I'm not going to get there. You right. know, I can maybe be the best in like 
Australia in my class or something like that. But to get to the world level, I'm not willing to do what it takes, if you no. will. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah. especially especially at this uh, infancy of the sport in terms of the um, yeah the popularity, the 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 money side of mm. it. You know, if you're going to sacrifice potentially um, your health or family or yeah. relationships or time yeah. or careers, uh, and at the end of it, it's like if you if you do get near that level, it's like that's fantastic that you've yeah. earned that position and that you've you know sacrificed and overcome the adversity to get there. But you know, you really want it to have a financial reward as well, yeah. so that you know the money. If the, when the money is there, that's where you can you can really justify the yeah. the other sacrifices. Yeah. At what cost are you? Yeah. yeah, winning that that pride. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. and, and that's essentially what it is. You know, that's right. It's sort of like um, with the UFC or with the well, with cage fighting. I guess the MMA and mm. mixed martial arts when it was first starting. You know, it was probably around for a, quite a while with the Pancrase and uh, you know those sort of underground uh, fight leagues that were there, yeah. and you know people knew it was was a thing, but it was like nobody had had sort of put something together. Where it like the UFC did, where it was like, okay, this is this is a professional organization. We're going to have like you can actually be a fighter for a career. And it wasn't until they got to maybe UFC forty before they could actually sort of do that. Uh, most of the guys that were fighting on cards prior to that were still working full time jobs and everything yep. like that. So, you know, the opportunity now. I mean, if you're going to be looking at and being an MMA fighter, obviously you'd be you'd be starting quite young, but yeah. it is a viable career where you could potentially earn millions of dollars. Yeah. Whereas you know with arm wrestling, we're just not there yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's one of those things. He's definitely definitely got the smarts to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a few other things that would have to line up, and whether they do or not, who knows? But yeah. he's still like he's definitely at a competitive level that. He's well respected, yeah, um, within the community. I'm really keen to see how he went at um, Arm Wars. Um, oh yeah, they haven't oh, released. Have they released that yet? No, no, no. It's not reality check. It's um, it's like the best kept Iron secret House. ever. <laughs> yeah, Iron House. So, can I'm you tell not, us about what happened with Jordan over in uh, yeah, the Iron House. I, I don't actually know what happened. Like, uh, I don't actually know any results. I I've, I've seen some comments that makes me wonder. If Jordan ended up losing, um, who, who, to did Dallas. He, who did he have a match against? He had a match. So he was in a four a four man battleground. So there was uh, um, Stoika Bogdan, um, there was Frode Horgeland, Jordan, and Dallas Langston. And these are like well respected, yeah. international, top level arm wrestlers. Correct. So Frode is easily. Your favorite? Um, well, he he he's a legend. He's he's amazing. He's he's one of the best pullers to watch. Right. Um. That dude will not quit, even <laughs> if his arm's going to break. That dude will not quit. Yeah. Um. Stoika, he arm wrestles in England, but he's from Romania. Right. Um. And he would probably be considered number one at his weight class, possibly close to overall. Okay. Um. In Romania. Um, Frode would be number one, possibly even overall in Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one guy ahead of him there. So they um, had a, a four-way tournament, and yeah. the results have been kept secret. Mm-hmm. And nobody with this is, in this day of age, this is next to impossible that yeah. it hasn't leaked. They yeah, they have an embargo sort of thing on them, um, which I get. Like because Neil Pickup is trying; he's the the um, promoter of Arm Wars. Yeah. And he's trying to make almost like mini movies out of each event and each arm wrestle, um, 
which it looks really cool. Um, and you've se- if you've watched his Arm Wars channel, um, you've seen some of those coming up from the reality check ones, which those results did get spilled immediately, like <laughs> everyone knew. But the, the filmmaking is so good that even though you know who wins, right. they're still an awesome match to watch because yeah. he, he does like a huge amount of storytelling in it, you know. Mm. Um, James Statham is the guy who edits those, um, and he like you can tell he's just amazing at his job. Right. So that's what they're trying to do with Iron House. It was kept – like they literally hired like a house, like I think an Airbnb, and they did everything in this house. Oh. Like all the pullers lived there right. and slept, ate – Drank everything together, cool. competed together in this house. Right. Um, so it'll be a cool atmosphere. I think like a lot of the the B roll footage um, that'll be in the thing will be quite interesting. Yeah. You know, like just the 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 verbals going back and forth. You know, like you imagine the day before if you're pulling and you're living with the guy you're going to pull against, yeah. like the mind games and all that. So yeah, that'd be cool. It's sort of like a an ultimate fighter sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's um. The reason Neil's kept it quiet is because he wants to keep the purity of, like, what that film will be. Yeah. Um, it's hard, though. Like, I'm almost concerned because they're still not going to... So they're still going to release them as they go. Mm. But it's been, it's been well while. over a month yeah. since that event. And no one knows any <laughs> of the results. And I almost wonder if it's going to lose some of the momentum just because it's such yeah. a time like people are going to be like oh there's this sick match but when did this happen like yeah. i don't even remember this happening i uh, yeah you're probably right because when you said that and that the results still hadn't come out that, that was my immediate thought mm. it was like was oh, that still do we still not know who won yeah that? it's been yeah quite a while yeah so it might it might be about six seven weeks i think since right. that happened um which i hope like i hope that like people still remember enough that like it it like does really well in yeah. terms of like viewing and everything and makes a lot of money because Neil puts on amazing events. Mm. Um, and yeah, I hope that it works out excellently. I'm concerned a little bit that just the time delay, like yeah. people will be like, oh, like, okay, like it was ages ago, you know. Yeah. Um, it might lose a bit, but I I think the quality will be good enough that that won't be the case, but yeah. I hope anyway. So. Okay. All right, so we've got your top six. What's yeah. your number seven in Australia? Seven. Ah, uh, seven. You've gone ah uh, every single number. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of who's under that that main group. I mean, Gunter's Bykovs, yeah, is right in there, and he hasn't trained in years. Yeah, that man is like just a genetic beast. Absolutely, I would put him maybe seventh. Okay, um, possibly he could be higher. Yeah, but he just hasn't trained in a while. If he was training, I'd have him at probably two or three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he almost doesn't train even in the gym, and the dude's just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. so big and strong. Oh, it's like it's I, a beast. Well, that, I sent him that message today, and mm. I said, remember, like last year when because we went up to his place to do a training session. Yep. As soon as I took hold of his hand, I knew instantly. Yeah, I I, I can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't even get my hand around his hand. It yeah. was massive. Yeah, he he's got a massive hand. I think he's he's still like he'd be. 44, 40, maybe 46. Okay. And he's still got like 20-inch arms. Yeah. Um, Doesn't train. He's got like 20-inch <laughs> calves. Yeah. Like he was the, doing fingertip push-ups. When yeah, we were like there. fingertip push-ups, no thumbs. So just four fingers on each hand, fingertip push-ups at 125 kilo. Yeah. yeah. Like the dude is just 
an athlete. You Absolutely. know, he he challenged me to a standing jump competition one oh, time because right. he heard I can jump reasonably well. So just a standing start, no run up, nothing, just jump as far as you can. Yeah. And he's like 30 kilos heavier than me at the time. <laughs> and I managed to beat him, but it was like, it wasn't by a lot. Wow. And I was like, a man that size and weight, like he, yeah. he'd be 6'6 as well. Yeah. You should not move like that, you know, like that's just Oh, he's just like, nuts. it's just the, the purest athlete. You can mm. just tell when you look at him that he's like, he could do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He could be an athlete in anything if he had spent 10 years training for it. Right. Yeah, 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 for absolutely. Sure. And just his ability to pronate from anywhere at any time he yep. wanted to was yep. just staggering. It was like, because, you know, in training, you let people get positions and stuff. Yep. But at any point he wanted to throughout the whole day, He'd just go, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pull it straight back to where he wanted it. Like, without, it's just like, yeah. And you, you sort of think, oh, yeah, I'm getting somewhere. And yeah. then it's like, whoop. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I always just, use, whenever I trained with him, I just used to try like 100%. And then as soon as he would try, I'd just give up. Oh. <laughs> just to piss him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, you never keep pulling when I, like, when it's my turn. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to lose. <laughs> so he's just got a floppy just, arm. Like. Yeah, just take the victory out of it, you know, so. Oh, that's, that's horrible of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, So, you, mate, that's your number seven? Seven. Yeah. Um, so number eight. Eight. Who else have we got? I'm trying to think who's coming down the list yeah. from there. Uh, Sam Sam Burnett maybe would be on there. Nah. Not top ten. No, no wouldn't uh, make top ten. Who else have we got? Uh maybe Lachlan Carpenter um from New South Wales. He went with Mario to the States. Okay. He did really well. He's really strong. He's barely twelve months into the sport. Um, but he's picked it up really quickly. Um He's maybe somewhere around eight. Like he's really strong. He did well in the States, not quite the same level as Mario did. Um, and Mario definitely beats him, mm-hmm. um, but he's still really, really strong. Um, oh, Andy, uh, Andy Lee, I'm yeah, Andy Lee. Andy Boskovsky, yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not that hard. I can't. I'm not going to do it again. Bof, I already stuffed it like four times. Boskovsky. Oh, you probably can't say it the way I'm saying it. Badowski. Badowski. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Andy would be. Who is I it? think. I think Andy <laughs> and Lachlan would be very similar. Okay. I think it'd be a good match. Oh, I'm forgetting Brett Coots. That's who I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. Brett Coots. Um, right hand, right? Right hand. An informed Brett Coots is with Jordan, Ryan Scott, and Mario. Okay. He's right in there. Uh, five, six, and seven. Yeah. Sort of they're they're right. right in there. Mm. Um, There's going to be somebody like when we finish this, we'll go, oh, we forgot that person. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of who some of the heavier guys are. Um, what about um, Andrew Lee with House of Pain? He, he's good, but he's probably too casual an arm wrestler like to ever make that top 10 um, at this level anyway. Um, like five years ago, he probably would have been sort of considered up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's that level. Okay. Um, I love you, Andrew. No, that's right. I'm just naming people that I <laughs> yeah. know. That's all. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who else we've got. Uh, there's no one else really heavy in WA. Um, who else we got? Queensland. I'm trying to think who else is in Queensland. Um, oh, you've got. Um, I'll pretend like Marcus I know. Marcus Atirai. 
Oh, yeah. Big, oh, and, big Islander. Um, Fatali. Yeah, Fatali. Yeah, Fatali would be right up there as well, actually. Um, I'd probably put for. I think I'd put Fatali before Andy and Lachlan. Okay, so maybe so that probably eighth, number eight. Yeah, number eight. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, I think Mario and Jordan, well, Jordan beat him recently. I think Mario and Ryan would beat him as well. But it'd, it'd definitely be a match. Mm. Um, yeah, so, and then you'd probably have Andy and, Andy and Lachlan. So that would be your, your nine and nine. ten. Yeah, yeah, nine and ten probably. Yeah, okay. other than that, after that, I'm not sure who... Who else would be in there? Yeah. So what what, what uh, is Fatali's sort of skill set that he's bringing to the table? A lot of power. Just he's a very strong. strong guy. Very strong. Is yeah. he more of a hook style? No, he's he's much more of a top roller. Okay. Um, he's just got a lot. Of, he's got a really big hand, like really thick hand, really strong arm, a lot of sideways. He's got a strong wrist. Um, so he's kind of just a... Almost like how Dave Chafee pulls, I feel like. Back pressure, but it's a lot of side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he beat Jordan in the... He put Jordan in the B side at the Queensland tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Jordan came back and won twice. Um, and Jordan sort of exploited the way that Fatali moves. And he, he still nearly beat Jordan, even without his hand. You know? Oh, right. Except in the last match, Jordan, that was pretty decisive win from Jordan. Right. Um, but the the... The preliminary finals was a good match. Um, so, because uh, I know he had surgery probably in the last year, I think, when oh, one of his biceps was... Yeah, he did, actually. Yeah, yeah, early last year, actually. He did tear a bicep. He's um, coming back from that still... Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going. I haven't I haven't heard anything for a long time with him. Right. Yeah, it'd be yeah. Uh, interesting to see if he's looking at competing in the over-the-top tournament or... Yeah, probably. Yeah. 10 yeah. grand is a lot of money. You can probably have another bicep surgery for yeah. 10 grand. Yeah, <laughs> get another bicep installed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fatali, a uh, lovely guy. Um, obviously, most of the, or nearly everybody in the arm wrestling community that I've met or spoken to has been wonderful people. Yeah. Uh, always very generous and willing to you know, help out with any tips or knowledge or... yeah support um and yeah it's just been a, a great community atmosphere uh which is a, a little surprising i guess from the outsider's perspective mm-hmm. people might think that arm wrestling you know is like sort of a, a brutal kind of pub thing where yep. it's like a, you know very macho or whatever but it's actually very community oriented and yeah you know, we have some of the best fun, like mm. every training session is full of laughs and ridiculousness yeah. and us being silly and, and spending the majority of the time, you know, laughing at, at ridiculous things that we're doing on the yeah. table. Yeah. Uh, and people can come along and, and if they sort of, uh, if they sort of get that atmosphere and, and it's fun, if they get mm-hmm. that, feeling of oh this is fun you know that, that yep. that's what we really are trying to, to push with the club and obviously that's yep. the atmosphere that you would have started it with yeah um yeah and that that allows people to to go and try something and if they enjoy yeah. it if they have a good time they're more than likely to come back and try it again yeah whereas if uh i guess i'm i'm just relating this to to film and tv that i've seen where you yep. know if you see like a boxing gym or something like that and you walk in and they treat you aggressively you're probably going to leave yeah. but there might be the opposite with that as well where you know if you if you go in um and people treat you well and they make make it fun and they yeah. make it like yeah we're doing boxing and but i'll teach you the skills but i'm going to keep you safe yeah um and then as you progress we'll start making it harder it's the yeah. same as what we do on the table it's like as somebody picks up a skill it's like okay yeah. now you've got that 
Now I'm going to show you how I can counter that and yeah, exactly. we'll progress slowly through these skills. Yeah. But it is that initial sort of humbleness that comes from if you're coming in there to think that you're going to beat everybody, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you basically don't have a chance because you, yeah. there is so much about the technique that yeah. you know, if, even if you are significantly stronger than the uh, the other person, mm. if you can't access that strength, yeah, then it's mitigated and you've got nothing else. Yeah, uh, and that is such a huge aspect of arm wrestling that, like, one of one of the great things about it that I really love is like it's almost like a, a magic trick, you know? It's like, mm. and if somebody who's maybe sixty kilos, yeah, and and they know how to frame their body well and get a good yep. cut position and keep back pressure. And they go against some massive dude at a party or something like that. And it's like, yeah, they can just hold them. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, what? What? This is crazy. How's he doing? You know, it's just, it, it's always fun for me that people yeah. have got this sort of superpower in a way. Yeah. Where it's, and, and I guess the people that train you know, grappling or jujitsu or that sort of thing, you know, it's like the silent killer, like the guy, yeah. the weedy little dude in the corner yeah. will yeah. choke you unconscious in 20 seconds. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was, um, I had that actually at the Christmas party. That I went in undefeated at. I <laughs> uh, just need to clarify which one. Yeah. The one you were at a, on wrestling on a table, was that? Yeah, 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 correct. Really official. Yeah. With two hands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the guys there, he, like, sort of gym guy, fairly strong, and I was explaining arm wrestling after beating a few people, and he's like, oh, it just sounds like you're actually not stronger than any of us. <laughs> you know, you can just, like, you just got, like, some trick technique. And I was like... <laughs> Sure. I was like, we can arm wrestle if you like. Yeah. You can tell me if I'm stronger than you or not. You yeah. Know, like, it was just funny because, like, people look for so much. People take arm wrestling so personally sometimes. Yeah. And it's like it's like their identity if they lose. Like, yeah. it's like you've personally, like, pulled me to pieces and now I'm a shell of the person <laughs> I was three minutes ago. You know, <laughs> like, and it's like, it's not a big deal. Like, they just can't fathom that there's any way that you beat them fairly. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they go, oh, you bent your wrist, like mm -hmm. you twisted your body, you dragged yeah. your elbow, you moved your body, you hung on the table. You did something like, where I wasn't able to win. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> it's, um, it reminds me of, um, there's a very famous arm wrestler, Gary Goodrich. Oh, yeah. And he actually went into UFC, yeah, yeah, MMA, yeah. Uh, Pride, I think. Mm, he was in. Yeah, he was in that as well, yeah. Yeah. And he, he said... He hated losing so much, he always came up with an excuse for losing. Right. Didn't matter what it is. Like, <laughs> if he lost and it was a fair fight, the referee cheated him out of the win. <laughs> you know, like, he, he was so, like, I've got this champion mindset that cannot lose. Right. There is no way I allow myself to think that I was fairly beaten. <laughs> you know, like, it could have been a completely fair wow. match. And he's just like... And I feel like that's what people are like just in general. Yeah. Like, oh, how did you beat me? You must have cheated, you right. know? It's like, no, I've been training for eight years. Yeah. I hope I'm good at it. You right. know, like if you train something for eight years, would you want to be decent at it? Exactly. You know? Yeah, and that's the thing is that from the aesthetic outsider's view, if somebody has like big muscles or they look like they're a big big person mm. um, and they look very strong or maybe they are very strong in, mm. in traditional gym lifts or even in strongman events or, yep. you know, the, there's a lot of fundamental things that they might have strength in. Yeah. But arm wrestling is so different like this there's, there's so much technicality in the hand in the wrist in mm -hmm. the setup uh that your strength is instantly gone the second you've gripped yep. my hand like uh, you know and and then to be able to try to 
you know, do especially if you're not sure how to how to pull properly. Mm. Uh, you know, it might just be a, a shock to the system as to this doesn't make any sense. When yeah. I do this normally, it works. Yeah, how am I? How am I so weak right now? Yeah, you know, like it's just you feel like you can't go anywhere against right. a decent arm wrestler. Yeah, and it's the wrist. Uh, it's all like the hidden sort of muscles or the hidden strengths. You mm. know, in the strength of the wrist or the hand that you can't really see the uh, from the aesthetic outsider's yep. view. And when you say like somebody uh, like Ryan Scott, you know, oh, he's got an incredibly strong hand. Mm. His hands might look decent but like yeah. they might not look overly like developed or anything mm-hmm. like that yeah uh and then for somebody to go okay well he's a um you know australian champion arm wrestler yeah and it's like that, and, that, that, and that guy i could beat that guy yeah and, like, and well, he <laughs> he doesn't look that big like he's got decent forearms decent hands like they they look strong and mm. you shake his hand and you're like wow okay mm. like i can see it now mm. but when you just see him like you know just walking around you're kind of like oh, champion <laughs> you know maybe not you know looking from the outside but right. anyone who's an arm wrestler knows what to look for and yeah and you you can you can just tell especially like when you grip up it's like as soon as you touch someone's hand once you've been arm wrestling for three or four years and you're technically proficient um it's you almost get like this like roadmap mm-hmm. like it's it's weird like you, it's almost like an x-ray and you can see what they can do instantly mm-hmm. if you're any good and yeah, I can grab someone's hand, and I instantly know, ninety percent of the time that I can t- like top roll them, or I'll need to hook them, or I've got to keep their hand flat, or whatever you know, like where I need to go. Um, and it's it's weird, like it's yeah, it's X-ray vision almost. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing you get. It just comes with experience, though, doesn't it? Mm. And and just pulling. A lot of people will ask, oh, yeah, what exercises should I do? Because I might have a go with them for five minutes and, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they get, hopefully they get excited or as excited as I am about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, they all might say, oh, what sort of exercise do you do in the gym? And yeah. there are stuff, there is things that you can do in the gym, mm. you know, specifically for arm wrestling. But uh, I, I am of the opinion that the table time and getting on the table with multiple opponents, mm-hmm. you know, it just trumps. Well, for me personally, like mm. everything in terms of nobody's going to be pulling against you the same way. Uh, you know, people are, are pulling hard for a second, then they're resting, and then they're pulling hard again. You yeah. know, and then maybe they're having you in this position, maybe you're in that position. You know, they're exploding. You're trying to so those dynamic uh, change in resistance are just so impossible to replicate. Yes, um, you can go through the fundamental movements like over and over and sort of get. You know, stronger in those positions yeah, and, and strengthen your wrist and strengthen your forearm and work on your timing and, and all those sorts of things. But in terms of actually getting on the table and working with an opponent, I yeah. think there's just second to none with, with terms of training. Yeah, yeah. I think I think like a lot of strong people have some of the, the fundamentals in terms of strength, raw strength, but so much of arm wrestling in the first two years is coordination. Mm-hmm. It's like making all those parts work in a chain that suits arm wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one of the things that you notice. Like some people who are able to coordinate their body well, like they're quite in touch with like just mentally how to go, I need to do this and they can do it, mm-hmm. um, progress so much faster than guys that can't do that. Some, some people just cannot grasp that concept of like, I want to replicate this. Like they see it and then go, all right, I'm going to do that. They just cannot put it together, and others can, and they're the ones that progress very quickly. And then you can go, all right, well, you clearly know 
which lane to pull in, mm-hmm. get stronger at this. Like do, you know, all the hammer curls. Mm-hmm. Get stronger in that or you need heaps more wrist. Just go train your wrist. Keep pulling the same way. Just keep training your wrist. Because, mm. yeah, like in a gym, you can only train one vector. Right. You know, and then maybe you can train two if you set up a band in a different direction. But in arm wrestling, you've got someone pulling your hand away from you. Mm-hmm. So you've got back engaged, you've got bicep engaged, you've got fingers, you've got your wrist. They're also turning your hand over mm-hmm. as well as moving their whole body sideways. So then you've got bicep moving in two different planes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got shoulder, pec, you know, yep. all these things. And it changes. Like if, with a good arm wrestler, it'll change multiple times in a few seconds. That's right. You know, and a gym is just never going to replicate that. So you're right. You just focus on getting stronger on the fundamentals, mm-hmm. but your real bread and butter is putting it together on the table. Yeah, for sure. It was funny when you say um, the chest, because I didn't realise how much chest is actually engaged until yep. we I watched the footage back from our beach uh, event, yeah, our beach yep. day. We didn't have shirts on, obviously. Yep. Um, and during the the matches that we were having, I was like, oh, my God, like, look how much the, the chest is actually involved in yeah, this. Yeah, like, your chest is, like, striated and everything, yeah. like, just absolutely flexed to the max. Yeah. And yeah, you don't realise, but essentially it's a part of side pressure. Um, it's kind of the thing that holds your humerus internally. Mm. You know, it stops it from just, like, twisting out and yeah. breaking off. Um, yeah. You know, so, like, essentially that is, like, the the shoulder and everything is attached to the top of the humerus. So that's what gives you internal rotation. Mm. Um, like, aside from the smaller muscles as well, it's the pec and the delts and everything like that. So it is, it's a huge part of it, especially when you're driving sideways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had no idea. I literally was... I, I guess I'd never really thought about it before, but I just thought, oh yeah, you know, I, I have been arm wrestling for three years. I mm. I understand what sort of muscles are involved, and then it was like I'm thinking chest, nah, chest, not really. And yep. then I, saw, I was like, oh my, the chest is a hundred percent flexed, yep. like to the max. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's why when you get guys that are um, really good at bench or dips, they tend to be really good in the center of the table, mm-hmm. like just complete new guys they're really good at being able to push you off center um and it's just that it's just their ability to keep their hand inside their body mm-hmm. from all that tricep and um like pec involvement mm. it's so easy for them to get inside and and normally that's the hardest thing when you're trying to arm wrestle them is trying to keep them off center so that you can keep them uncomfortable mm. um but yeah it's a huge it's a huge thing yeah for yeah. sure when you what well, First attracted you to arm wrestling? Um, I always liked arm wrestling with my older brother. Um, I don't ever remember really arm wrestling my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was, like, never really into strength. He, he was into, like, keeping healthy and fit, like push-ups, jogging, all that sort of stuff. My older brother introduced me to weights, mm-hmm. and my, my dad actually wasn't keen on weights, my, so my brother hid weights from my dad really? because for some reason my dad was a bit like weird about them like the whole like getting big and bulky and i don't think like maybe like because he would have grown up sort of in the era of steroids and things oh, and yeah. like probably saw that as a negative and didn't want his son to get into like the whole vanity of bodybuilding if you will you know like Where we just now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brother's triathlete he's not a bodybuilder but, um but i was like my brother just had this classic you know plate weight set dumbbell set yeah um 
and so you hit him under his bed or whatever. And every now and then, me being the, you know, nosy person that I was as a kid, I'd be like, what's he doing? And I'd just open his door and he'd be working out and be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. are you allowed to do this? You're you know, like, doing something. It was so, so weird. And he'd be like, shut up. And eventually, I was like, just being so much of a pain in the ass that he was like, just get in here and shut the door. You know, like, just. Oh, cool. Like, and so he would let me just, like, watch him work out. And then he was like, oh, like, you can lift something if you want. Like, try lift this. And I'd just try to pick it up off the ground as you do. Like, you know, he was doing curls and stuff. And I always remember he had this trick. And we thought it was the coolest thing when we were younger is, like, he would, like, sort of put his arm up like he's going to flex a bicep flex and he'd blow on his thumb and uh, like pump up his like yeah. bicep. And we just, <laughs> as kids, we were just like, whoa, you know, like, this is the coolest thing. I love that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and it was, it was so cool. So I, I definitely credit my older brother to getting me into weights and I've taken it much further than him in terms of like getting strong and everything like that. Um, like before arm wrestling, I was into deadlifting and squatting um, a lot. Did some reasonable numbers in those. And we did like 200 kilos at like 90 kilo body weight or something. Yeah, so I squatted 200 at 90, but I deadlifted um, 210 for a double at um, 100. And then um, 220, I squatted for a double at at 100 as well. So it was reasonable, like not world level, but it it was reasonable. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty strong. Yeah, so, and then, yeah, obviously found arm wrestling and, and got into that. But How did you find arm wrestling? So, <laughs> I was training fairly hard at the time, um, just deadlift, squats, bench, just like sort of decent gym stuff, um, compound lifts and things. Went to the Adelaide Fitness Expo with a mate and I think we'd heard prior to going there there was going to be some arm wrestling and we were like, oh, that's cool. Like arm wrestling. Is this when, yeah, is this a thing? (laughs) (laughs) And so, so we went there and then we, so we get there walking around the fitness thing. We found the arm wrestling and we were like, Oh, let's have a go. And then it was going to be like 50, 60 bucks to compete. And I hadn't planned to spend any money. Like we were just going there, whatever. I'd already paid tickets to get in. And I was like, Oh, don't worry about it. And then this guy comes over and goes, what if I can get in for free? And I was like, my man yeah <laughs> like let's do it <laughs> and so me and my mate entered um and my very first match was against phil rasmussen <laughs> and he is the founder and president of the australian arm wrestling federation <laughs> i would have been like i think i'd cut down a fair bit of weight then i think i was like 88 kilo right um fairly lean and went under 90 i think at the time maybe under 95 yeah and um wouldn't have made any difference no so i thought like i'm pretty strong i'll do decent you know like i've arm wrestled heaps of mates and stuff like that and so we're setting up in the the grip and i i feel feel i feel phil he's like loading up and i'm like oh this guy feels pretty strong and he's loading up and they say ready go and like a split second after the go, I feel him ease up. Right. And I knew straight away, I was like, this prick's going easy on me. <laughs> like, I knew straight away, like something instinctively said, he's taking it easy. Yeah. Like, and he did. And he, like, I actually have footage of my very first professional, like, or competitive arm wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. And I look like a complete <laughs> noob. It's like, but it reminds me of where I've come from. Yeah. But yeah. Phil, he just loads up, go, and then he's like, oh, 
this guy's got nothing. Yeah. Like in terms of arm wrestling strength. And he just gently just leans over, takes me to the pad. And meanwhile, I was like, oh, I think I nearly had that. Like I slowed him <laughs> down, you know, like half of me is that. And then, but the other half of me was like, nah, he took it easy. Like yeah. I'm missing something. Like there is something going on here. And I, I love understanding how things work. Mm. And so I already understood straight away. I was like, there is something I'm missing. Like I'm not weak. Like, how did this guy just, like, toy with me and then take it easy and still toy with me, you know? Like, <laughs> so after that, I was like, I've got to figure it out. I met Gunters there. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Gunters Bykovs. And um, so I was like, mate, like, is there a club? And he's like, no, there's no club. And I was like, can we train? Like, can you know arm wrestling? Can you show me? And Gunters, like, tore through that heavyweight class that day. Mm-hmm. Um and he was like, yeah, like we can catch up. So I started the South Australian club mm-hmm. with Gunter's Bykovs. Um, the first session we had, there were five of us. Like we got a couple other guys involved and stuff. Was this still in the Barossa Valley? Yeah, yeah. Right. So we we drove out to the Barossa Valley um, to Gunter's place and trained with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, still remember that first night. And it, was, it was really cool. Um, Gunter's was the only one that had a table. Um, so we, we trained with him. Uh, I think I'm the only guy from that original club that still is con- consistently in the club. Now, uh, Gunter's obviously is around. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he'll be coming back soon. He will. Actually. April. Yes, that is yeah. very, very cool. Heard it here um, first. <laughs> yeah. But one of my mates that came along, he's, he's never really been back. Um, then there was Dave and Leon. Leon was in the club for about three or four years, but he hasn't been around for a while either. Dave was in for about a year or two, but had consistent injuries, yeah. um, just um, just constantly hurt. So he he gave it up. But he would drive, he would drive from Nolunga mm. to Barossa Valley on a Sunday. It's like a three hour drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of driving. Yeah, that's where the uh, the Devon Lorat uh, mm-hmm. seminar was at. Yes, that's where you started. That was my first experience, and yes. yeah, I remember it, that looking up the address because I was like, "Oh, awesome, um, Devon Larratt, Because I've talked about this a few times on the podcast. Yep. It, it's like Devon Larratt's coming to Adelaide. I can't miss that. And I was like, "Where is it?" And it was like the Barossa Valley. I'm like, "Damn it!" And I remember driving out there and. I was talking to my wife on the phone on the way there. Mm. She's like, where are you going to do what? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to hold men's hands, all right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going somewhere way away in the distance, like in the like hours driving like, away. if you're going to leave me, just say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to do something driving I'm for, sort of Driving for three in. hours to hold men's hands, <laughs> men that I've never met. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, so that's obviously where um, yeah. the club first started at the Barossa Valley. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and then it transitioned eventually. You, you, because when after the Devon Larratt thing, uh, I think you had added me into Facebook or something, and then you, yep. you, you were running sessions out of your garage yep. on your driveway. Yeah, correct. <laughs> that is one of the really cool things about arm wrestling is that, like, and I think possibly some other underground sports, but particularly arm wrestling, is that it's so accessible. As long as, well, you, technically you can do it on a bench top, mm. but as long as one of you has an arm wrestling table. Mm-hmm you can make a club in your own garage. Yeah. Like it's it's really cool in that sense. Like obviously we want to get, we want to bring the professional level to it as well. Like, you know, you want to make it a pro sport and, and develop it that way. But I love that. I still love that grassroots level. Like mm. you can literally go, we're going to get a bunch of mates together. We're going to tear each other's arms off. We're going to have a beer. 
We're going to have a barbecue and then we'll arm wrestle till we like literally <laughs> our arms can't move anymore. Then yep. we're going to spend the next five days at work in so much pain <laughs> and we're going to do it again next week. Yeah. You know, and I love that about it. You know, it's, um, it's just, there's something real cool about that grassroots. Yeah. Like it's such an integral part of like the sport, you That's know, right. as well as the top level where you, you know, you don't arm wrestle anyone for three or four months and you're just training and training and training for one specific opponent, mm. which is an awesome part as well. Mm. Um, but I think that um, community that comes from that grassroots level is, is so cool. It's probably the thing that drew me in and made me stick with it at times where like organizing things was frustrating and, and all that sort of stuff is that like just the people and the relationships you build in it. It's unlike any other sport. Yeah. Um, like where you can get absolutely belted by an opponent and they, after the tournament, they'll come over and be like, hey, jump on the table with me. You should have done this, this, and this. Yeah. Like, try this. I think you'll probably beat me here. Yeah. And then you can. And then you're like, wow, like, I didn't, like, why didn't I try that? And like, well, you wouldn't have known. But next time, like, train for it. Yeah. So that next time we have a match, you, you and I can have, a, like, a, a crack and war. Yeah. You know, and people are, like, that. Can you imagine in footy, like the coaches afterwards, like, oh, you should have done this. Like this guy is actually, he's really crap. You know, like you should have pushed him harder. Yeah. You know, like this will make us better together. You exactly. know, whereas arm wrestling is like, if I make you better, I have to train harder. Right. And then if you make me better, you have to train harder. And it's like the whole, like, mm. what do they say? Iron all ships ride. Iron. Yeah, yeah. Iron sharpens iron. All ships ride with the tides. Right. Uh, rise with the tides. Rise sorry. with Got, the tides. Yeah. Uh, Andy of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all ships rise with the tide. Okay. Um, but, like, you know, you just make each other better. Yeah. Um, and it's it's such a good atmosphere. There's, like, very little negativity in the sport. Mm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really good. That's, that's probably the thing that attracts most people to it, is once they realise there's that kind of positivity. Yeah. And that vibe in it, it's really cool. Exactly. It's like when we put on, like, a demonstration or something and people are hesitant to come up at first because mm. they think, oh, yeah, well, I'm just going to get destroyed here. Like, uh, yeah, I, end uh, up on someone's t- TikTok video or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, one, uh, it seems to be that, that women are quite happy to come up because I guess maybe don't they have don't the have ego. the ego to yeah. lose or anything like that. And they're like, hey, let me have a go. And I'm like, yeah, great. And we do the same thing that we do with everybody where mm. I always say to somebody when they get on the table with me for the first time, I say, I- I'm not going to pin you. I say, oh, you just do your thing and, yep. and I'll see what you're doing and we'll just work from there. Yep. And then, you know, they go and do what they do and then I, you know, I sort of correct their technique and, and then they improve like vastly. In, in yep. five minutes, they're like 10 times better than they were five minutes prior. Yeah. But when people are watching and then they see, oh, that's what, they, oh, that's what they're doing. They're not just yeah, they're not beating people. Yeah. They're actually teaching mm-hmm. how to do it. And, yep. and then you get like more people come up uh, and it seems to be that if you've got someone on the table, you have somebody waiting and then yep. like if you keep that rhythm going, it goes well. But yep. as soon as it drops away and there's no one at the table, you've got to work from the start again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. people are, it's, it's like they feel like they have something to lose, you know, yeah. especially with mates or like I find at uh, fitness expos, when guys have their misses there, they're right. far less likely than if their misses is not there. Yeah. Because it's just that whole like, I have to be the man in front of my my partner, mm. you know, um, and it's funny. But then sometimes you get the guy that's like, like struts up and he's like got his music, he's like watch this, babe, you know, <laughs> like I'll freaking smash these guys. And in that case, we do embarrass you, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, just for fun, you know. We'll like we'll just hold your center table, you 
redlining, struggling, we'll just <laughs> wink at your missus or something. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. So if you're a bit of a knob, you'll probably get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the best things about it is you can keep them safe mm. and you're just letting them work, but you're just sitting in the middle of the table, they're not moving at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> and yeah. they're, they're giving it 100%. Yeah. You're very casually... <laughs> Chatting to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. you're like grab, <laughs> looking for your bottle of water somewhere you've left around. And, That's oh, right. Where is it? That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you can make them realize without hurting them and, you know, injuring them yeah. that, hey, there is levels to this. And, you know, I haven't trained eight years to get beaten by just like anybody. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it is it is good fun. But yeah, yeah we do we do try to foster that, that good environment. And, mm. yeah. And for the most part, people are quite respectful and relaxed when they come to training. Absolutely. Uh, the number 10 on your list, um, I, I don't think we talked about him. I didn't hear Lachlan his name. Carpenter? Yeah, who, who is that? Um, so he trains out of the Sydney club okay. um, with Mario. Um, oh, I forgot Adam Laura. Uh, Adam Laura and Lachlan are actually pretty close at the moment, so Adam might be okay. equal 10. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what are they... Um, skill set wise um, Adam is very much a hook puller mm-hmm. he can top roll as well but he, he loves like going into a hook and having a war um, I think Lachlan's probably more top roller but he's a big strong dude like his bench is nuts um, as well mm. um, in terms of like sort of low elite level bench like it's it's pretty good um, we did say Marcus Atiri and then we forgot about him yeah Marcus I'm not sure like he's close like he's around that top 10 um, but he doesn't really train for it that much so it really depends on the day like guys like that can be real hit and miss you know if you're not training hard and chasing that spot guys that rely on just naturally being good at stuff you can be hit and miss you know like some days you'll tear through everyone and then other days you're just not in the right zone and you yep. don't do it well. Um, so, yeah, I'd say based off that, like I'd, I'd probably only really put guys in the top 10 that are training for it, right. really. Yeah, um, fair enough. But Marcus is right near that level. Did you put Gunters in the top 10? No. <laughs> no, I, we didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, well, well I, I, what did I say? I said he'd be around the 7, 8, yeah. like, mark, even without training. Yeah. But, like, but he he has trained. Like, he's dedicated 15 years know, of I'm training to arm um, wrestling. He doesn't train <laughs> now, but he... He's he's competed at Europeans and Worlds and stuff multiple times. Yeah, um, and he's placed at Worlds like on the podium. So, what's your, what's your goals in arm wrestling? Uh, it used to be probably in the first four years, I wanted to be probably naively I wanted to be number one, like just in overall. Australia or no, in the world, like just world. Wow, and then um, but definitely in Australia. Um, but then slowly I've realized like over the years, like I've got a family and, and other goals and stuff that won't like, I prioritize them over sacrificing everything else to reach number one. Cause yep. I realize that's what it takes. So, um, these days it's probably, I'd like to be number one in Australia in my weight class, which I would consider under 90 kilo. Under um, 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I walk around at 95. Um, but for like nationals, I, I just lose a bit of weight and slip under 90 mm-hmm. um so yeah probably yeah that would be your ultimate that that's something that you would really something that i can sacrifice for you yeah. know like it i can i can achieve that i think without giving up the things i care about you know the what, other do, what do you have to life. do to get there um 
continue training consistently. Yep. Yep. I think technically, technically, I could be number one. You know, like I think, I think technically, I have what it takes. Um, I just don't think I'm strong enough yet. Okay. So yeah, because um, a lot of the guys I used to arm wrestle that were 90 kilo are no longer 90 kilo. Right, like they're all like on. 110 kilo now. Yeah. Like Andy, I would have considered Andy one of my main rivals, but at 110, 115 kilo or whatever he is now, it's a long way for him to come down to 90 kilo again. Yeah. Um, so he's unlikely to come back there. Is Phil Rasmussen in that class? R- Rasmussen actually slips under 80 a lot wow. of the time. Yeah, he walks okay. about 84, 85. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm not really sure. Jordan would be – I would say Jordan would be number one under 90. Okay. Um, uh, Sam Burnett at all? Sam – How do you think you'd go in a match with him? It'll be a good match. Yeah. It'll be a good match. Sam's really come a long way. Um, I would say in the last 12 months he's come a long way. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the uh, the Burnett hook? Oh, the uh, the Queen's hook. You'll <laughs> 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 see this. Oh, so good. Um, it's it's good. Um, it's ugly, but it's definitely effective. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm a purist in the sense that, like, I love hook arm wrestling. Like, I top roll generally, and that suits my sort of lever length and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to tournaments, like obviously the easier and quicker you can get through a tournament, the better you are for the finals, and then you can use the hook and stuff if you need to. Um, if I can, if I could hook every match and be confident I can get through, like I would. Like yeah. I love that war, you know. <laughs> like I mean, we had a we had a cracking match last Apex, yeah. Um, in twenty twenty one, yeah, where. It was. I went in the heavyweights, and you were in the heavyweights. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it was the heavyweights, wasn't it? Was, yeah. Yeah. And I was already gassed from pulling the other class, and I was just like, "Oh, what the heck? Let's just send it. You know, yeah. go inside and and see what happens." And that was a cracking match. You know, fun, like yeah. we were really close, and that, and and I love that. You know, that just <laughs> just sort of balls to the wall. Let's go. You yeah, I call it match of the day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> match of the year. Yeah. Um, oh, you're ringing. Sorry. Oh, you've ruined the whole... We yeah, have to start yeah, again yeah. from the top. <laughs> Hello, everybody. There's no... Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I love that. Um, I love hook matches. Um, so I don't like... I don't really like ugly moves like what Sam does okay. and his younger brother, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's certainly not aesthetic mm-hmm. in the way it looks. I can appreciate, like, at the end of the day, like, winning's winning. Right, and that's what they—that's what they feel, and that's what it is. You know, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you win, if it's within the rules. Yep. Then it's yeah. winning. Yeah, it's like Michael um, Todd. I mean, yeah, yeah. correct. Um, but I still want to win well. Mm. You know, I like scratching to win. Isn't that interesting to me? Okay. You know, like if there's money on the line, sure. Right. You know, but if it's for pride, I don't want the guy to. I would rather almost lose in an absolute war, like straight up hook v hook, like mm. just grind to the death, than win like that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just something that, like, there's something. If you're doing it for pride, mm-hmm. you get the most pride out of winning, like a man. Yeah, well, I mean, instead it's like of running, <laughs> John Brzezink would take on opponents that were known for a strong hook and he yeah. would beat them in a hook. Yeah, he would He would not even top roll them. He'd be like, where are you strongest? Let's go there. Yeah. You know, and there's something that is so like, um, 
attractive about that in terms of like just like yes like that dude is the man <laughs> you know because you're just you're not running you're just like let's go yeah you know and and yeah that's that's how i feel about arm wrestling but if it comes to money or whatever yeah you do what it takes mm. you know so for the people that are listening that don't know what we're talking about in terms of the the burnout hook um it's a style or it's a move in arm wrestling where you are sort of putting yourself in a position where you're you're leaning your body weight on your opponent's arm, uh, you're keeping yourself safe, but uh, you're basically sort of preventing the opponent from being able to get out of that position, and it usually ends up with the opponent sort of gassing out and 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 being pinned as opposed to a straight sort of one one dynamic movement to the pad. It's yeah. sort of to get that dominant position and hold it until you know the opponent sort of gets uh, exhausted and and hitting that. Yeah, it yeah. usually it usually requires the other guy not pulling as smart. Mm-hmm. Like, so normally it starts from a hook. Like um, Sam will go into a hook. And if you start to get through you through his hook, he will then drop his body to allow more rotation in the hand. He keeps his wrist flexed um, or cupped, as we say in arm wrestling. Um, and it does require strength. Like his hand still has to maintain that ulnar deviation or the like that hand chopping down on his opponent's pronation. But what his opponent should do is stop hooking and they don't. Like you feel like I can get through his arm and it requires – like the combination of that chopping motion, Sam's pronation and then his ability to get extra pronation from dropping his body down at a really awkward angle Mm -hmm. is very hard to get through Mm. um, unless you're much stronger. You could try flop pressing it. I did that – last apex after the tournament but we both weren't fresh so i couldn't tell you whether i could get through it i managed to press through it Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's the ideal thing is similar to a um, a king's movie Mm -hmm. is where you would try to stop actively trying to beat that and rest almost in the middle yep try to encourage him to come back up to where the match is back in the center of the table Mm -hmm. um if you can top roll you know get back out um, you would try and do that because you burn yourself out at a much faster rate if it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, like he's not exerting a lot of arm pressure and you're redlining. Your hand's getting worked really hard. Mm. Your arm's getting tired. And we saw that with Taron last year yeah. um, where Taron had a much stronger hook than Sam. Went through him. Sam rolled into that um, that hook king's move. Mm-hmm. And um, Taron just kept grinding on it. And it took about 15 seconds before Taron was gassed and yep. he couldn't do anything. Yep. Um, and then Sam just stood up and pinned him. So yeah. it's just one of those things. You've you got to be a bit smarter about the way you arm wrestle. It's a legal move. So, well, most of the time it's legal. There's been a few times where it hasn't been, but much of a nu- muchness, if it doesn't get called, then it's legal. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's props to Sam, mm. you know, like it's, it's a move he can do. I don't like it, but doesn't really matter what I think. No, <laughs> Sam can do whatever fine. the heck he yeah. likes. So obviously the difference uh, between the, the King's move where you, you, you're keeping that, that pronation um, position yeah. that Michael Todd will um, be the sort of world champion at, at that yeah. move and then yeah. the difference that they're implementing is, is the cuffed wrist. Yeah. So with that, in, that's why we're calling the hook position. The, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the proper King's move, you will generally actually – bend your wrist back the other way mm-hmm. because it allows you to secure more pronation mm-hmm. um, and protects it protects your pronation more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
yeah, if you're getting top rolled, you're able to roll out, give up all your wrist flexion and just basically commit 100% to pronation mm-hmm. only. And that will generally, even someone who's top rolling will tend to lose their own wrist mm-hmm. unless they take time and climb up higher and higher and mm. then press. Mm. So, Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've, we've uh, had quite a good chat, yes, actually. I, I, yeah, for sure. Well, this man, as we said before, will be in action on Saturday mm-hmm. at the Apex Sports Festival, the real... Arm Wrestling Cup. The forearms are on display. They will also be on display this Saturday at Nord Oval. Tickets are still available at diamondbackfc.com. It is uh, $65 entry, but that gives you entry to see 20 different combat sports that are happening all at once over the entire day. So there's all sorts of things happening. There's cage fighting, uh, powerlifting, strongman, uh, wrestling, yep. I think there's a jiu-jitsu tournament, there's the Medieval Knights, there's yes, arm wrestling. Yeah, that's always good, that is. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. I can believe that. Um, so that is all taking place on Saturday. If you are interested, as I said before, diamondbackfc.com is the place to purchase tickets. We will see this man in action, and thank you very much for watching. This is the Daily Combat Podcast. Hollywood Matt Connolly, thank you again. You've been listening to the Daily Combat Podcast. Special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. This company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups. With a board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience, Real is for real people by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com You can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team.